You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Client Appraisal, and your host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I've heard a ton of people talking about mortgage forbearance and how they're under the impression that you might get three months where you don't have to pay your mortgage, but then you have to make a lump sum payment at the end of that that's just not financially feasible considering the reason people are asking for a mortgage forbearance is that they're out of a job. So how does all this work? Yesterday we had a big news announcement by both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that indicated, hey, having to pay a lump sum all that you owe three months um, into your mortgage forbearance, that is not the case. That is one option, but that's not the full case. So I'm going to go into this development that I think will shed a lot of light for people who are looking at mortgage forbearance and will give them some kind of indication of what their real options are. So let's get into it. So mortgage. So what is mortgage forbearance? And I did a podcast on this, I think a couple of weeks ago, should you do a mortgage forbearance? And one of the major questions I had was, is this a good thing to be doing? And so right off the bat, we'll take a look at what is a mortgage forbearance. It's, uh, it's something that allows homeowners to pause their mortgage payments while dealing with a short-term crisis like the coronavirus, like the shutdown. And what does forbearance mean under the CARES Act? And so forbearance right now is happening because so many Americans, 26 million Americans have filed for first-time unemployment. You've got a massive percent of the population out of a job. And we know that it's short-term because some governments are already opening up. Some local governments or governors are opening up their states uh, for business. And so that's definitely going to help things. But there's a lot of states that are shut down and people are not working. And they're like, how am I going to pay my mortgage? What am I going to do? Forbearance is the word that you're looking at. So what does mortgage forbearance mean under the CARES Act? And the CARES Act was that big $2.2 trillion federal bailout package that's had multiple sequences to it since. So the CARES Act is the federal government's relief response to the coronavirus, uh, the economic blow delivered by the coronavirus. The trillion dollar relief package helps homeowners with government-backed mortgages, which make up about 75% of the mortgages in the country. And under the CARES Act, borrowers facing economic hardship because of COVID-19 can get mortgage forbearance for up to a year. During this time, lenders cannot foreclose on your property. So you've, you've probably heard forbearance. If you're watching this video and you're trying to get an idea or you're listening to this podcast, trying to get an idea of, is this something I should look at? Is this something I should do? There's tons of information out there. And I'm kind of giving you a broad strokes review on what's happened lately that gives some more light on the situation with the CARES Act and with lenders and with specific lenders, whether you're a Fannie Mae or a Freddie Mac owned uh, mortgage, or if you're, you know, FHA, VA, something like that, or maybe a private lender, what do you do? What's the deal? How do we get through this? Should I be doing it? Those are all kind of questions I'm going to be answering here. And so I'm just going to kind of run through what is going on. So we've got 26 million people that have filed for first time unemployment, huge percentage of the working force is basically now out of a job. Total number of mortgages in forbearance now exceeds 3.4 million, and that is a massive number of people who are just flat not paying their mortgages. And so if you're in a position where you are out of a job and you know you're not going to have a job and you do not have the financial resources to get yourself out of this hole, do not let your home go back to the bank. 
the worst thing you can do is do nothing. Reach out to your mortgage servicer. That's the person you write out your check to. Their information is on your mortgage statement. Log on to your computer. Look at your last mortgage statement. See who owns or services your mortgage. Reach out to them and say, hey, what are my options? And then throughout the rest of this podcast, I'm going to go through kind of what your options are. What are you looking at? What can you possibly do? But Reach out to your lender is the bottom line if you are not in a position where you can pay. Now, if you are in a position you can pay, but you're really not sure, all right, two months down the road, I'm going to be hurting. Three months down the road, I still might not have a job. Should I reach out to my lender now? Reach out to your lender now and just get that conversation going. See what your options are. You don't have to do it. Because what's going to happen is you're going to reach some kind of negotiation, they're going to send you some paperwork, and you're going to need to enter into some kind of written agreement as part of the forbearance process. So we've got 3.4 million uh, borrowers out there who are not paying. And so the most recent data from the Labor Department shows 4.43 million people filed for unemployment last week. So that's how we get up to that 26 million. It's brutal. Then meanwhile, the number of people whose mortgages went into forbearance increased by nearly 500,000, about a half a million in the seven days that that ended last Thursday. So half a million people entered into mortgage forbearance. And these are total figures. And so 3.416 million mortgages in the for, are in forbearance now. So if you are looking at not being able to make your mortgage, you are not alone. This is happening across the United States through all economic levels of uh, employees. So think about all the people who are out of job. Yeah, a lot of those people don't have the savings built up to withstand not not being able to work for months on end here, at least weeks on end, kind of moving forward. But, but for some, some states like New York, it's going to be a while before a lot of their employees are going to be able to make a living again. And what do they do? housing costs are such a high percentage of our living now that you got to keep that roof over your head and mortgage forbearance is one way to do it if that's the case. If you are able to make your payments and you are not in a position where you need help, keep making your payments. Avoid this. Even if it gets tough, even if it's thin, if you're having a hard time getting through, make those mortgage payments because to go into forbearance, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort and there's a lot of unknowns and lenders are handling things differently on a lender by lender basis. Yes, there are some federal guidelines for how this should go down, but ultimately your lender is the one that kind of decides how it's gonna go for you. So if there's a way, what I'm recommending is if there's a way you can make your payments, do it now, you will thank me later because you won't have to deal with, oh my gosh, now I gotta make those payments up or that's gonna be tacked on to the end of my loan or I'm having a tough time getting a refinance because of this mortgage forbearance. All of those situations come up. So if you're on the fence about doing a forbearance, I would say don't do it. Suck it up, figure out a way to make those payments. But if you absolutely can't, and you're pretty sure moving forward, this is going to be a massive hit to your finances by making your mortgage. Maybe you, you know, you can't pay for food, something like that along those lines, then that is when I would look at the mortgage forbearance and say, okay, this is truly an option that I need to take a look at. So 3.416 million mortgages are in forbearance now. And that's up about a half a million from the week before. So about five and a half percent of all mortgages in the U.S. right now are in forbearance. 
And with the unemployment numbers going up, I think you're going to see forbearance numbers going up as well. It's kind of inevitable here for a while. So approximately 6.4% of all mortgages are currently in forbearance. And of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and those are the mortgage services we're going to talk about today. They have about 5.6 of their uh, loan portfolio. So like one out of 20 loans right now are in forbearance. And I think you'll see that double here super quick because people just don't have jobs and they're not working. And this isn't going to get better before it's, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. So that is kind of where we sit with our current uh, with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Now, other, uh, you've also got FHA and you've got VA loans. So we've got about 9% of all FHA and VA loans. That's about over a million loans the FHA and VA has that are in forbearance. So massive, massive numbers. 5.7% of all private loans. So if you have a loan that isn't owned by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, or SDA, something like that, known as the GSEs, the government servicing entities, government service entities. If your loan isn't owned by them, you're still uh, like one out of 20 loans out there are in forbearance. So all lenders are working through the forbearance process. So this is not unique to one specific type of loan. This is happening across the board. So that's what we've got going on there. And so what's happening is uh, initially, what we heard a lot of going on with people with forbearance is, yep, my lender gave me three months of forbearance, meaning I don't have to pay it for three months, but then they're going to make me do a lump sum payment at the end of those three months. And that is not correct. So a lot of what I'm hearing is that lenders have said that to their borrowers, but they forgot to add that at the end of the forbearance period, and technically 30 days before that forbearance period is over, the servicer has to contact the borrower and say, hey, what's the game plan here? So borrowers, if they thought they were under, if they were under the impression they had to do a lump payment at the end of three months or whatever, they don't. Lenders will need to offer them an extension of maybe another three months, maybe another six months, up to a total of a year. And that is per the CARES um, Act. And so borrowers in forbearance will have to repay their missed mortgage payments one way or another. This isn't a, a get out of jail free card. You got to pay. So it payments one way or another. But there are, appears to be a growing number of borrowers who think that they have to repay all of their missed payments in one lump sum either because they're confused about their options or because of that's what their mortgage servicer told them. But that's not actually the case. And this is according to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac yesterday, today is Tuesday, April the 28th. And so yesterday, Monday, April the 27th, both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac issued a statement reiterating that borrowers are not required to pay their missed payments all at once when their forbearance period ends. Because if you think about that, and I've seen a lot of podcasts, and they were questioning it up front as well. If you are, if you don't have a job, and you don't have a job for like three months, and you don't make your mortgage payment, how at the end of that three month period, are you miraculously going to come up with not only those three months of payments that you missed, but the fourth payment, you're going to have to make the next month's payment as well. So you, you know, you're automatically right back in there in square one, hey, I don't have the money, what am I going to do? Well, you're going to have to figure out some kind of option, and we'll kind of run through what those options are. 
But a lot of this lump sum payment after three months of forbearance, it just doesn't make any sense. And I think that's that's what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are basically clarifying. Hey, you don't have to make a lump sum payment. And the issue seems to stem from the lack of clarity in the CARES Act about what happens when a borrower's forbearance period ends. The CARES Act stipulates that a borrower whose mortgage is backed by either the government or the GSEs who are experiencing a COVID-19 related hardship, they can request and must be granted forbearance of up to 180 days, so six months. But the act doesn't dictate what's supposed to happen afterwards. That's where it kind of went sideways and all these people were, were saying, oh, lump sum payment, I can't do that, what do I do? So that's led to confusion among borrowers and servicers with some servicers apparently telling borrowers that they'll need to repay their missed payments in full when their forbearance period ends. That's what I heard a number of times. And I was like, that makes no sense at all. That can't be the full story. But that's what you know, that's how this all starts to go. It's like that telephone uh, game where, you know, you whisper in somebody's ear what the what the statement was. And then by the time it gets around to the sixth person, the story is just wildly different. And so that is, I think, a lot of misinformation. And that's what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac yesterday were trying to uh, clear up. So there is an option for repaying the missed payment. So you can do a lump sum payment. That is an option. If for whatever reason, you figured out your money and you're able to pay, that is an option. Here's what the Fannie Mae uh, president is basically saying. We want every homeowner who is struggling because of this pandemic to know that they have mortgage options. This is Fannie Mae CEO Hugh Frazier, Freighter. Sorry, sorry, Hugh. Um, he said in a statement, we do not require a homeowner to repay missed payments at all at once at the end of the forbearance plan unless they choose to do so. So this is an option. And then these sentiments were echoed by uh, Freddie Mac president, and CEO David Brickman. Simply put, and this is what David is saying, Freddie Mac. Simply put, if you are a homeowner seeking forbearance and Freddie Mac owns your loan, you are never required to make up missed payments in a lump sum. All right, that's cool. Our policies after offer a number of options to bring borrowers current, including repayment plans, resuming normal payments, or lowering your monthly payment through a modification. We encourage homeowners facing hardships to work with their servicer to identify the plan that's appropriate for their unique situation. So step one, reach out to your, your servicer. And then also the GSEs issued these statements in order to co combat ongoing misinformation. So they're just trying to clear things up. And I think a lot of homeowners are going to benefit from this because they're going to be like, okay, I can make this work some way, somehow. So the Federal Housing Finance Agency, that's a big federal uh, governmental body that ha handles housing, said in an accompanying statement, during this national health emergency, no one should be worried about losing their home. Big difference between the crisis we're going through right now and the Great Recession of 2008. Didn't have all these provisions in place for people to be able to hold on to their homes. Since we went through that one, everybody in this one in 2020 is benefiting, at least housing-wise. During this national health emergency, no one should be worried about losing their home. This is FHFA, which is Federal Housing Finance Agency, Director Mark Calabria. And you'll hear his name a lot. He's probably one of those names where you're like, and if you're in real estate, you're like, I know that name. Why do I know that name? Well, he shows up a lot. He has a lot of influence on the way things kind of go down in the real estate world and mortgage and lending and that kind of stuff. So Mark Calabria said in a statement, no lump sum is required at the end of the borrower's forbearance plan for enterprise-backed mortgages. 
Um, and so, so basically three main big bodies are saying, hey, you don't have to do that lump sum three, uh, three month payment because we know you can't do it. So we're going to offer options. But if that is one of the ways you can do it, all right, pay us, you know, uh, we'll be done with it. But that's, you're not required to do that. So here are your options. As for what else borrowers can do, instead of paying their missed payments back in full, there are options which include, number one, a repayment plan. And this, this allows borrowers to catch up gradually in addition to paying regular monthly payments. So maybe you spread it out over a year where you're, you take those three payments and you chop that up into a 12th, a 12th, a 12th, and over a year, and I'm just throwing that out there as an example, a repayment plan, get you back on track. Now, if you've been without a job and you are really behind the eight ball, a repayment plan might be really difficult. So be realistic about what you can do if you're facing this. Really think it through. Okay, how stable is my job moving forward? Am I going to get laid off again? Am I going to get furloughed off again? Just be really super careful of what your game plan is. Does it make sense? And so a repayment plan is, is the first option. Second option is payment deferral or modification. Back in the Great Recession of 2008, modifications were being done all day long. And what does that mean? A modification of the loan is to keep monthly payments consistent and add the borrower's missed payments to the end of the mortgage. So you basically just tack it on. You extend out the period of time that the loan is over, you figure out a way, you modify the loan. You don't keep the loan exactly the same. You change it up so that you can take three months, six months, whatever of forbearance and make that work while still holding on to your home, making payments as usual once you can. So that's a payment deferral or modification. The third item you can do is a straight up modification of the loan to reduce a borrower's original monthly payment amount. So you're going to drop that payment down so that you can get to a point where you can make the payment. Maybe you're hurting a little bit, um, but you can make somewhat of a payment. That's when a modification would come into place. And then the fourth option is, again, a lump sum. So there's quite a few options of how to put this together. And from what I'm hearing out there, lenders are working with borrowers. It really depends on who the lender is and maybe how much pressure they're under and what kind of system they've got going for handling, um, you know, any of these modification options or the forbearance process in general. It's, a, it's an enormous undertaking because these are lenders that are in business to make money and all of a sudden you are not paying them. So it's a tricky time because the food chain is pretty big and there's a lot of people along the way that aren't getting paid or people that need to pay and don't have the ability. So what do we do? Well, we kind of work it through like we're doing right now. And so, um, and here again, servicers are required to reach out to borrowers in forbearance approximately 30 days before their initial forbearance period ends to discuss their repayment options. So somebody should reach out to you from your servicing company or your lender and say, hey, we're getting close to the end of your forbearance. What are we going to do here? Are you at a point where you can resume your payments and then you kind of get moving down the road again, whatever that might look like. Maybe you do another three months of forbearance. Maybe you do another six months. Don't know. Each individual person's 
uh, situation is different. And so that first step is reaching out to your mortgage servicer and just making that call. And I know that's a super difficult call to make because it basically, it kind of admits defeat. It, it admits, you have to be able to admit, all right, I am flat broke. I cannot make this payment. And I remember doing that personally in the Great Recession of 2008. I had a bunch of homes and I had tenants not paying. I had tenants not moving out. And uh, yeah, it was a mess and I couldn't pay. And so one of the worst things you can do is just do nothing. The best thing you can do is just get proactive and get on the phone, reach out, do whatever you can to get your situation moving, whatever that looks like. And lenders want to work with you. They do not want to have a default on their books. That does not look good. If they can get your loan back up and running, that's a much better option than foreclosing on your home. And so another thing that Mark Calabria said, he's the FHAFA um, guy, he recently partnered with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau to make sure that borrowers and homeowners know that they have options with this forbearance process. So keep that one in the back of your head. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, that is set up to protect consumers and that's part of what we're dealing with here is that you are a consumer who can't pay their mortgage. What do you do? So you do have options as far as other resources that you can reach out to and get some help. Hey, I think I'm getting screwed by my lender. I think my servicer of my mortgage is trying to screw me here. Can you give me some guidance? So reach out to your Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. All right. And another item that I have seen is that, and this goes back to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they are starting to buy mortgages that are in forbearance. So this is more for the mortgage folks out there, and this is something that's come up, is that if, say, you just recently bought a home and you haven't made your first payment yet, and I know people who've had this scenario happen because I've talked to them on the phone, and so they just bought a home, they just closed, and they got laid off because of COVID-19. And so now they are entering into mortgage forbearance without making their first payment. And that traditionally has been just a brutal thing because what happens in that case is that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will not buy that loan. So that loan is stuck on the books of whoever originated the loan. And I know this is a lot of mortgage jargon and, and stuff, but the bottom line here is that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are now buying loans that people have done a forbearance on before they've made their first payment. These are weird times. There's weird stuff going on. And so now Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are recognizing that, okay, we're going to start buying some of these loans, even though that the borrower is defaulting after the first payment. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are basically saying, hey, we know this is a temporary situation. It's going to go away. So to provide some more liquidity to the mortgage market, to the secondary mortgage market, Here's what we're going to do. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will soon begin buying certain mortgages that are in forbearance. And so not all of them, but they are, um, they are providing additional liquidity to the marketplace. So that's something else I kind of wanted to throw out there super quick. Here's some really good frequently asked questions that I get asked a lot. And a lot of times I kind of take my best guess. Um, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm the owner of a real estate brokerage and the owner of an appraisal company. So I deal with a lot of this stuff, but kind of more on the back end versus being a loan officer trying to give somebody their options. 
Um, so these are questions that have come up. And um, this is from bankrate.com, and they're a pretty good uh, site. They have uh, information covering the forbearance process. They've got a lot of really good resources there. So what happens if you are not protected under the CARES Act? What if you have a private mortgage that is not Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, USDA, FHA, VA? What if that's where your loan is? You call up your servicer. Hey, am I a Fannie Mae or a Freddie Mac loan? No, you're not. All right, what are your options then? So borrowers with privately owned mortgages are not covered under the CARES Act. Nevertheless, most lenders are offering forbearances and loan modification options for borrowers with privately owned mortgages. So it's still happening. It's not like you are completely excluded from the process. It's just that you are not specifically identified underneath the CARES Act. So again, first step, reach out to your lender, your loan servicer, whomever you make that mortgage to payment to, reach out to them, find out what your options are. Here's a second question. Can a private mortgage be switched to a government-backed mortgage? The answer is no. You'd have to refinance your way out. So you've got an existing loan right now. It's a private loan. Only way to get rid of that loan and replace it with a government service entity, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac type loan or a USDA, FHA, VA loan. Only way to do that is you refinance out. So you get rid of that first mortgage, you replace it with another one with the refinance. Will mortgage forbearance hurt your credit? This has been a massive debate online. And I'm still reluctant. And the answer that bank rate gives is no, mortgage forbearance does not appear on your credit report as negative activity. Now I've heard a lot of kind of differing information on that. And I strongly believe that you just need to ask your lender, what's the deal, what will happen here, and try and get that in writing. Because I am hearing stories of people who are like, hey, my lender is telling me this is going to show up on my credit report. Should I still do this? Or maybe not a negative ding, but just an indication that you went into forbearance. But I think one of the major items here, and just like we had in the recession of 2008, is that even if you have that on your credit, that is better than having a foreclosure on your credit. But you gotta you got to weigh that out and figure out what it is that um, you're trying to accomplish and what your circumstances are. And if you can avoid a forbearance, avoid it. And But if you have to do it, know that you are not alone. And literally millions of other people are going through this same process. Here's another great question. Do borrowers pay extra interest if they get a forbearance? Do you have to pay extra? Or are there extra fees? Borrowers typically won't have to pay additional interest on their mortgage and forbearance. The amount of interest and interest rate stays the same according to the borrower's contract. So whatever you signed up for on your mortgage, that's what you're going to pay. During a forbearance plan, if that's what you're going to pay, it just might be delayed. It might come at the end of your term. It's going to get switched up somehow so that it allows you to keep your home, not have foreclosure, and allows you to get to a, a place where you're going to be able to pay that mortgage again. During a forbearance plan, interest is not paid, but still accrues in accordance with the terms of the note. So not only is interest not paid, but taxes, insurance, and your principal are not paid as well. Um, additionally, as required by the CARES Act, no interest accrues during the forbearance period beyond the amount scheduled or calculated as if the borrower made all contractual payments on time and in full under the terms of the note. So that's how interest is, is covered. Here are three things that you want to ask 
your lender in accordance with the question of, hey, does the interest rate get changed? Do I pay more? Do I pay more fees? That kind of thing. Uh, three questions. Do I have to pay interest or escrow advances during this time? Or is this a complete payment deferral? Ask them what's going on with interest or escrow advances. And that's for taxes and insurance. Is the loan maturity date being extended? Are you kicking out when this loan is going to go to? The third question, will the lender recapture the deferred through a payment, a balloon payment at loan maturity, an extended maturity date, or some other catch-up method? Kind of hone in on exactly what your lender is going to do, and that'll give you the answer to how they're going to handle the whole process, including your interest when you're uh, when you figured out how to kind of get back on track. Another great question, can you refinance your mortgage during forbearance? The chances of getting refinancing during a forbearance are slim. Lenders will not likely be able to resecuritize your loan during forbearance. So while you're in the process, you are stuck with your lender. Now the way to get around that is if you basically bring your mortgage completely current and move on down the road and then you can probably refinance but not while you're in the process because why would another lender want to re to take on your bad debt if you are currently not paying not a good loan for them so get squared away with your current lender under your forbearance program and then move on to a refinance down the road if that's what you want to do can lenders refinance once forbearance ends yes Generally, the, the borrowers would have to pay off the, the initial, uh, their, their first mortgage and any forbearance stuff, and then they can refinance. Can you sell your home during forbearance? Yes. Homeowners and forbearance can sell their homes. The foreborn amount would be, become payable upon the sale of your property. So when you close, you got to make pay, you got to catch up on your mortgage and also any forbearance amounts as well. Or rental, this is a really good question that a lot of... Uh, uh, property investors have asked me, are rental properties or second homes eligible for forbearance? And the answer is it kind of depends. It depends on the type of mortgage you have. Uh, if you have a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, those are eligible for forbearance if they're used as rental properties or second homes. However, FHA, VA, or USDA loans cannot be put into forbearance if the property is used as rental property or second home. And I'm not sure on private loans how that works. Um, you need to dig a little deeper, but with a quick call to your mortgage uh, servicer, you'll find out that answer. Can you get a forbearance if you have a HELOC, a home equity line of credit? Some banks like Wells Fargo are offering forbearances to, to HELOC customers. So check with your lender again is kind of the bottom line. So if you're thinking about do this, reach out to your lender, figure out what the deal is on your specific loan then you can start getting a game plan together and you can kind of research, all right, these are the options I'm being given, which one do I want to do? Until you make that initial call to your lender, you won't really know. So summarizing here, everybody's finances were hit by COVID-19. Talk to your lender as soon as possible about your mortgage relief options. A mortgage forbearance is not automatic. They don't have to give it to you, um, but under the CARES Act, in most cases, you're going to get it. So you shouldn't just, uh, and, and by saying a mortgage forbearance is not automatic, it's not going to happen 
just because you stopped making payments. So you can't just stop making payments, otherwise your credit report will suffer and you can end up in default, end up losing your home. And that is what we're all trying to avoid. So make that call to your lender, find out what you've got, and then kind of go from there. So that's it for this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you on YouTube, love to have you subscribe to the channel. And those of you listening on our podcast platforms, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.